0: Hello, I'm Kelly Mundell, digital editor of IOSH magazine. Welcome to our podcast series, which will feature exclusive interviews with industry experts, behind the scenes discussions with members and conversations with future leaders of the health and safety profession. In this episode, we discuss loan workers, including the grey areas in legislation and how advice on keeping loan workers safe differs internationally. Right, I'm speaking today with Don Cameron, who is the CEO of Stay Safe, which is a, a lone worker, uh, worker safety solution. Um, we're going to speak all about uh, the different risks and uh, aspects that lone workers face, but I suppose the first thing I've got to ask you is what, what is a lone worker?
1: So I guess the, the, there's kind of the book definition and then there's the, the, the practical definition. So I guess the, the book definition, so HSE would define it as an employee who performs an activity carried out in isolation from other workers without close or direct supervision. Um, and the, the logic on that is that such those staff might be exposed to risk because there's no one there to assist them. Um, and in some cases, it's blindingly obvious. I guess your, your Sky TV engineer visiting your house to fix a fault is on his own, he obviously doesn't have any direct supervision, so he's patently a lone worker. I, I guess in other cases, it's a lot less so. But so if you've got a gang working on a, a railway track, and one of the gang is a couple of hundred meters away from the rest, is he lone working? You know, he's probably arrived in the same van as everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's probably going to be working with them again in 10 minutes, but just at the moment, he's 200 meters up the track. Um, or how about a bank employee who's opening up uh, a bank? And in general, the, the practice is there. They have two people present, but one's been delayed in traffic for whatever reason. So that person, because they decide to open the bank on their own, does that make them a lone worker? So I think there's, there's the strict definition and then there's the how you interpret it from in your particular work environment. Um, and I'd argue it's probably almost broader than the HSE definition.
0: Well, with it being such a broad uh, category, then, I mean, are there specific things or specific risks that loan workers are um, more a danger of?
1: So, I, I guess generally, so in, in general, the risks a loan worker faces are going to be the same as any other worker. So, it slips, trips, falls, it's possibly being assaulted, it's possibly having a health condition, so you have your heart attack on site. The the big difference is that there's no one near who can help you when those incidents occur. So if you do get attacked, there's nobody there to help you. If you do fall down into a ditch and break your leg, there's nobody there to help. And that's the big difference, loan working. I guess the only risk which is, I guess, specifically caused by lone working or more likely to happen because you're lone working is a threat by humans. So if there's two of you on a site or visiting a home, you're a lot less likely to get threatened or assaulted than if there's just one of you. So that would be the one exception to the it's the same risk for everyone line.
0: Did, do you have any, are there any statistics in terms of how um, loan work or what um, the, the sort of number of incidents affecting loan workers each year? There the, the tend
1: not to be because they tend to get, um, in general, buried in the overall statistics. Right. Which says that there's X million people who sustained an injury at work, so in the UK as an example. 581,000 people sustained an injury at work in 2019. Um, how many of those were lone working is is not generally recorded. Right. Now, having said that, there are some specific areas which are analysed. So, there's the survey which the Susie Lampard Trust carried out, um, looking specifically at lone workers. And they found 81% of lone workers were concerned about violence and aggression. And of the ones surveyed, one in 10 had suffered a violent attack, which is quite horrendous. Oh, yeah. Um, Wow. The the detailed stats tend to be at that level, looking at smaller groups uh, rather than generically across the, the workforce as a whole. But whether you're looking at that Susie Lamplugh study, or there've also been some um, studies in the health service um, which have looked at um, lone working attack, and the British Crime Survey uh, has estimated that as many as 150 lone workers are physically or verbally attacked every day in the UK alone. So you look at it overall, and it's Huge number. What they tend to miss out on is the other incidents um, which have happened to a lone worker. So, we had um, one of our clients, one of their staff um, was suffering from a medical emergency and they were on their own. They were actually driving, pulled over to the side of the road, pressed their panic button. In general, those kind of things don't get picked up in the overall stats, unfortunately.
0: Right, but they had they been working amongst the team, it, it, their their problem would have been picked up.
1: Yeah, and somebody in the team would have a been able to reassure them and b hopefully call the emergency services rapidly. They'd had an allergic reaction to something and needed an epipen. Luckily, we were able to get it to them fairly rapidly.
0: Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Okay. And and so then in terms of the, the, the numbers of people who are loan workers, I, I mean, if we look at things like um, I suppose the, the gig economy to some extent may, plays a big part, and then we're looking at lockdown and the, the, the numbers must be rising, do you have any indication of, of, of how many people are now now classed as loan workers or are they increasing numbers?
1: If, if we just look at the UK, there was uh, an estimate, done by um, IDC and the British Safety Council. And they were saying in the UK, there were between six and eight million loan workers in the UK. So that's about one in five of the workforce in the UK. Now, um, with lockdown, um, I think that dramatically decreased for a while, fairly obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but for a lot of the people out in the field, the risk had actually increased. So if you're a social worker out in the field at the moment, it's likely that your clients are more stressed because right, of yeah. lockdown and COVID. Um, and we've had anecdotal reports coming back of an increase in assault and uh, people being threatened out in the field. Um We know also that in some other areas, like we've got clients in the telecom space and there were the well-known or well-publicized examples of people protesting by burning down 5G towers saying that was causing COVID. They were under a particular, quite bizarre form of threat, but it was serious um, because those individuals are threatening some of the workers. Um, we also know we've got a client in the U.S. who said that just because there's less people out in on the street um, during lockdown, some of their people have been in more danger uh, because frankly, the only people out on the street were, or a more significant proportion of the people out on the street were the drug dealers or criminals, and there were less people who were likely to, to stop an incident happening. Um, I think if you're looking beyond lockdown, yeah, there's a whole pile of drivers which will increase the number of loan workers, whether it's the gig economy. And if you look at the number of, whether it's an Uber driver or a delivery driver coming around to your house, there's a there's a lot more of that. But I think there's a general trend in businesses to try and deliver work more efficiently, and in general, that means reducing the number of people going out to do a particular job. And we see a lot of cases where our client clients are moving from two-man operation to one-man operation, and it's partially enabled by a drive just to reduce their costs, but is also enabled increasingly by technology. So there are technologies out there which mean that it's easier to do that. And I think that's going to be the biggest long-term driver to an increased number of loan workers out there.
0: Okay, that's good. Well, so that that's what I, um, leads me on to the, the next question I want to ask you then is um, how, how has technology advanced in terms of protecting loan workers?
1: Yeah, I, that is a, an interesting area. So I guess if you go back um, 20 years ago, and you, you asked a company how they check up on their loan workers Um, there'd have been some who'd have done it by phone. So, you know, I'll give Fred a call every now and again and see how he's doing. But a huge number kind of just waited until people came back to the base. And if they didn't come back to base okay, you knew there was a problem. You didn't know where they were or what had happened to them, but you knew there was a problem. Uh, around 10 years ago, you, you had a, a, a lot of people in dedicated worker devices, um, and these are essentially purpose-built uh, devices which will enable people to trigger a panic or, in some cases, detect falls, that kind of stuff. And they were a fantastic development at the time, but they necessitated carrying around a separate piece of kit and remembering to charge it and remembering not to leave it in your bag when you're working. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think now, driven by technology, the majority of new purchases are app-based. So they're taking advantage of the huge developments in phone technology, um, and the reduction in cost of those devices and the fact that most people carry them around with them all the time, even if they're just accessing Snapchat or something. Yeah. Um, but it, it means people have got those, they've got all the functionality and that's kind of driving it at the moment. That's why the majority of new, new purchases are that. There are some other kind of almost fringe technologies as well which have advanced hugely, things like satellite-based solutions. So if you've got people working in very, very remote areas where you've got no cellular signal, then these satellite-specific devices will provide a good level of protection. And that's a really interesting area of technology because the price point of those and the ease of use of those is improving all the
0: time tell tell us some a little bit about stay safe then and, and um how, how how your um solution for this um this situation uh, works
1: so um we provide a solution which enables an employer to look after their loan workers, and the loan workers are essentially uh, able to both manually trigger an alert if they've got a problem. So this lady who had a problem, a medical emergency, and had to pull into the side of the road, she was able to press a a panic button um, on their an app on the phone. And that triggers an alert, which goes through centrally to us. And we can monitor that. 24-7, twenty four seven which we were doing in this case, and the monitors then deal with the emergency dispatch in this case it was was ambulance, but it could have been policed in another scenario, so the user has the ability to manually summon assistance if they want, but there are also some triggers which we can set up um which are will automatically happen even if the user isn't able to access their phone. So we can detect things like falls or non-movement, and that might be a sign that somebody's unconscious um, and unable to move. So you can automatically detect those and trigger an alert through again. Um, There are also some clients who want just to have a regular welfare check on on their people out in the field. And in some countries, that's actually a a legislative, a legal requirement in parts of Canada, as an example. But you can set it up to check up on the individual perhaps once an hour or once every 90 minutes. And it just essentially pings the phone and asks the user to acknowledge the alert and check in just to say, yep, I'm fine still. And in some environments, that's a very powerful tool because you could, again, have a worker where perhaps they've had uh, a medical emergency or cracked their head on a pipe and fallen down, and that check-in just automatically checks they're okay. If they aren't able to respond because they are lying unconscious, then the alert is automatically triggered back to the center, and again, we can dispatch whatever the emergency services are.
0: Right. Okay. So that's okay. Broadly, how it works. Right. Okay. Wonderful. You mentioned there about legislation <clears throat> and uh, Canada. But uh, what, what? How does legislation in terms of loan workers differ across the globe? Then, and and and, and specifically then in the UK, what what, um, what what rules do people have to follow? So
1: yeah, yeah it's a good question because it varies hugely around the the globe. Right. Um, in in the uk the wording from uh hse is that you you need to carry out an assessment of the risk that your loan worker is under so if i actually just so they must the the employers must assess and control the risks in their workplace right so there's no legal requirement to specifically have a loan worker solution. But if you're, you as part of that assessment recognize a risk to those loan workers, you've got to put in what are described as reasonable control measures. Um, I think the challenge is, or the challenge for a, a number of companies is working out what reasonable control measures are. And I think that can be interpreted differently by different people. So we see in the field sometimes the fact that some employers think, oh, the worker's got a phone and he can call me in an emergency and that's enough. Uh, For some, the fact that they've got a a buddy who they're supposed to check in on regularly, uh, that's enough. I think... What people need to consider is that if something happened to one of their loan workers, would the HSE deem that they've made a reasonable provision for looking after them? And I think in both those cases, the HSE would have something to say about it if if that was all the provision they'd made to look after their loan workers. Right. Yeah. And uh, on an international basis, it does vary hugely. So um, some countries have legislation which is similar to or even stronger than the UK. So places like Australia, uh, New Zealand uh, is a is a good example. Some of the provinces in Canada, right? Um, but others have absolutely nothing at all. Um, I think the really good news is that some employers are making the right provisions for their people even without legislation. So we've got some examples of of clients, and in, in particular multinational clients, who are rolling out lone worker solutions in countries, frankly, with no or poorly enforced legislation on that because it is the right thing to do. They want to do the right thing for their employees. And I think even in the countries that don't have legislation reflecting this, there are a lot of companies who want to do it anyway
0: mm-hmm. yeah. because
1: they want to create the right environment for their their employees.
0: Do you have any any um, practical tips for uh, for managers when it comes to um, assessing risks and creating uh, loan worker uh, policies?
1: I think in in the UK, um, I've kind of one of the best resources I've seen is actually on the h s e website right so they've got some great resources which cover you know what road working is, how to do a risk assessment um how to look at some of the mitigation measures and
0: you know we are
1: one of the mitigation measures but uh, from my side I think. The key thing is that the the risks that the employees face aren't specifically, in general, because of their lone working. They are the risks of slips, trips, and falls. They're the mm. risk of a medical incident. They're the risk of being assaulted. And is the lone working element just makes the end result of all of those a lot worse? Um, and people do just need to take that into account on their assessment. So yeah, very much use the HSE website as a starting point, and then frankly, I think appoint a, a point professional. Right. Uh, the yeah. the HSE professionals are the the best guys to speak to about your particular circumstances.
0: In um, in in terms of. So, say say a company does use uh, a lone worker solution like Stay Safe or um or comes up with something themselves how, how can they make sure that their uh, employees actually do use it because uh, you know there might be a temptation to i don't know perhaps think you you don't want the company checking up on you all the time or something along those lines um is, is there any way to to make sure that it has, is used to practical use
1: yeah i think it's it's a fascinating area um firstly in terms of the, the company checking up on you issue, um we've designed our solution so that the loan worker is in charge of when they're visible to an employer and when they're invisible to an employer. And that one of the things we always emphasize during training. You know, this is not something where your manager can go and have a look and see you where you are at lunchtime. He will only see you when you want to be visible. Um, and that was one of the major design criteria, something we always emphasise when we're speaking to end users. Um, from, from my point of view, I, I think the employers should be considering this as a piece of PPE. Right, yeah. And it yep. needs to be used in the same way as people wear is or hard hat or whatever else it is. It's a piece of PPE which people should use and you should be communicating the reasons why people should use it in exactly the same way. So we focus a lot on helping organizations with their communication because it's crucial for the success of the solution. It's pointless rolling something out and not using it. And I remember, probably 30 years back, working on a building site um, for a large construction company, and we used to leave our hard hats on in the in the vehicle when we went out. Um, nowadays, a you'd get fired for it. Um, but B, you're educated and it's drummed into you from day one, and people show you horrific videos of what happens if you don't. And it's it's exactly the same kind of messaging you need in in the lone worker environment. It's the piece of PPE you should use it because ultimately it's going to help you get home safe.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So if we talk about one specific instance of where you've been um, helping an organization with, with their loan working um, arrangements, um, we read recently that um, I said one in four NHS staff have experienced harassment, bullying, or abuse at work, and you've been working with Chelsea and Westminster NHS Trust, I believe. So could you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with them?
1: Yeah, that's right. We're um, rolling out with uh, Chelsea and Westminster across their maternity care group. Uh, maternity nurses, and in particular, it's the ones who go out in the community. Um, So obviously, uh, going out in the community, you are unsure of what risks you may face, uh, both from the general population, and they've been, as we talked about earlier, I guess, more stressed because of the pandemic. Um, But also, you're going into a home environment, in many cases behind locked doors, Which might also be in stress. I mean, you've got the obvious stress of uh, uh, having a a a birth coming up, but the household might be under stress for different reasons. You know, the the, the partner may have been laid off and be at home. Uh, You've had a huge increase in domestic violence reports since the start of the pandemic. you've got people being made unemployed. So it's just a it's a dynamic, it's a more risky environment they're going into if it wasn't risky enough before. And we are providing our app based solution for those workers. And we know they are under huge threat. So we, we talked about it earlier. There are um the there was recent research carried out by the Health and Safety Journal in Unison, who reported a 10% increase in violent attacks on NHS hospital staff. Now, that's actually in hospitals themselves, never mind outside. And that equates to, just to give you an idea, 200 physical assaults on NHS staff each day. Wow. Silly level of, of threat in that environment. And you'd think maternity nurses would be Exempt from that because of the kind of superb service they deliver out in the community, but unfortunately not. So the, the app just provides a level of security for them. If they are feeling threatened or just are uh, feeling at risk, they can press the panic button, get immediate assistance, get somebody to speak to on the line who can perhaps just talk to them until they get to a safe area. Um, it can also detect things like the the man down. They've got regular check-ins. So if they do miss a check-in because they've been assaulted or perhaps because they've been locked in a room by somebody, again, that'll happen automatically. So it's just a level of security for those people. Um, but I think that it's important to recognize that it's only one of the things you need to do to safeguard them. And I know... Most of our clients in that space do things like dynamic risk assessment before they go into an environment. So you will assess who else is in the house. You know, what noises are you hearing? Is somebody locking the door behind me? What kind of area am I in? All of that prior to going in to meet somebody. And the, the loan working solution is just part of that overall how I protect myself when I'm in the field.
0: I suppose again because it's such a very because lone workers can be in such varied sectors. Uh, it's very hard to give general advice. But is there any advice you could give managers? Just what they should do to support their loan workers?
1: Um, yeah, I think supporting the loan workers is a, is a very broad thing, particularly at the moment, um, because the the lone worker aspect of it and what we provide is is I guess one small but important part. So, um, in terms of looking after lone workers, uh, I think at the moment managers have a huge challenge. Um, our focus, as I say, is on trying to keep them safe, uh, but there are a lot of other aspects, and in particular at the moment, the well-being and mental health is a huge topic, um, generally across industry, but probably just that bit more challenging for loan workers. Yeah, yeah. They don't have colleagues to chat to. Um, They may be under more pressure in their home environment because of COVID. Their work environment may have changed because they now have to go out on their own because their colleague can't accompany them anymore. Yeah, you know, there's a whole pile of different things which just add to stress in the workplace. So speaking to a lot of managers out in the field and supporting their lone workers, supporting them through that well being and mental health side of things is, is a big issue. Um I I know also I think mean, particularly over the last year, that just looking after their COVID related health and safety has been a big issue for the managers. Just making sure they've got the right PPE, that um, if they are traveling with somebody else in a van, you're both wearing masks and you limit the amount of time you do it. Um, If you are out on a client site, how you make sure that the client isn't, isn't infecting you. So there's been a huge preoccupation for that, which I know has distracted them from, I guess, their normal day job that has become the priority.
0: I suppose that's an interesting I think, point, um, isn't it? Also, I'm sorry. sorry. Please, 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 I was going to say that the perhaps um, if you're used to one level of risk or one level of uh, health and safety um, awareness in on site, uh, it probably takes a different kind of mindset to understand the the, the dangers people are facing when they're at home or, or, or elsewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, the 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 health and safety safety aspect of lone workers more generally is a challenge I think because how do you make sure that somebody is carrying out their work safely? It's very difficult in the current environment, particularly on with the lone workers. And there's nobody there to check and no colleague around who so might say, Nope, don't do that. You yeah. yeah, don't go up that ladder that isn't fixed properly on on your own. Yeah, you, know, you just do it. Um so yeah, it's it's a very difficult environment and we're just part of the answer to making people safer. Uh,
0: I've got uh, one last question for you and um and I suppose despite all the difficulties that people face, the future phone workers must look better than ever. I mean, between the awareness and the different technological developments, um, it it, it must be a safer time than ever to be a lone worker.
1: I think it is, yeah. It's it's an interesting question. So I think there are going to be more of them, which obviously means statistically there's likely to be more people at risk. Um, uh, I think some of the threats are also becoming greater. You know, just the, the threat of assault, particularly at the moment, has in- increased dramatically. Um, but I think the technology is certainly there to help them. And I think the, also the awareness of companies and organizations has increased and people like the Susie Lampley Trust Um, and the HSE do a great job of increasing the awareness. So I think the combination of increased awareness out there and some technological solutions and also better training on things like just doing dynamic risk assessments and the like, that the environment for a loan worker probably is safer than it's ever been before.
0: I suppose I should ask you actually one last thing as well. But it, it, for our uh, listeners who um, are health and safety professionals, is there uh, a good place that perhaps they can direct senior management to to sort of um, show them the importance of, uh, of uh, understanding the responsibilities they have to their loan workers?
1: Yeah. Again, I think the HSE's got some good collateral on that, um, which ultimately points towards things like you know, the fact that you can get prosecuted and the corporate manslaughter act and all those other kind of good things which are the, the threat to, to senior management. But I think um, more and more senior management are being convinced to do it, not just because of the the legal side of it, uh, but just because it gives it's the right thing for them to do to get a more productive workforce. And that's why, particularly some of the big corporations are investing in it. They've been persuaded that health and safety overall, and loan working is just one element of that, is worth investing in because it gives them a more productive, happy workforce. And I think that the... um, the key message that needs to go over to senior management rather than just you could ultimately go to jail and face a huge fine for not doing something for your
0: workforce. Wonderful. Thank you very much. That's that's great. Um, Thank you so much for your time. We've uh, learned a lot there. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next month for another conversation on all things health and safety.